Michael trying to hit the second free throw, does not. But Jordan, sick and everything, fights for the rebound. Out to Pippen, Pip to Mike. Michael, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your threes just hypnotize me. B-I-G-P-O-P-P-O. Do anybody remix medicine anymore? Life is good. <laughs> life like this is what your life like. Whoa. All right. Biggie. Just important as Michael Jordan was to the NBA when he was scoring. Me lose my touch. Never that. Medicine remixed. Welcome back to Medicine Remixed, where, like many Michael Jordan fans, we've been locked into ESPN's recent 10-part documentary highlighting MJ's career, The Last Dance. Michael get it for the fresh aqua. MJ. Oh, there he did it! There, Michael shakes the finger! Jordan. If you haven't started it yet, I can't recommend it enough. Being a 90s kid growing up in the suburbs of Chicago meant waking up most days to hearing about the history that Mike was making downtown. So I really appreciated the nostalgia and reliving the timeline of the Bulls dynasty. The series also included a bunch of unseen footage that offered new insight into the evolution of the team's interpersonal relationships and provided further evidence of Jordan's unrelenting will to overcome all odds to win any competition. Last weekend, ESPN aired the last two episodes of the docuseries, and during episode nine, they attempted to put an end to longtime speculation surrounding Jordan's health during game five of the 1997 NBA Finals against the Utah Jazz. On that night, 23 years ago, MJ battled his immune system and two of Utah's Hall of Famers to swing a 90-88 to 88 win while suffering from some type of gastrointestinal illness. We don't know for sure what illness he was fighting, and the only facts we have are that he missed a breakfast that he scheduled with Scottie Pippen and Ron Harper the morning of the game. He missed the team shoot-around prior to the game, arrived at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City just after 5 p.m., and spent pregame in a dark room vomiting before telling Coach Phil Jackson he was ready to play. The story of Jordan's quote-unquote flu game actually started the night before in a Park City hotel. Here's a clip of MJ and his trainer Tim Grover explaining what went down in Utah. So it was George, myself, Tim, and I think a couple of security guys. The night before the game, we were all in Michael's room, hanging out. But it's like 10, 10.30 at night. I'm hungry. No room service. Michael gets hungry. So, all right, so we're calling all these different places. George and I are looking around. We find one pizza place open. One. So he ordered a pizza. And uh, when the pizza came, there was four or five guys outside the door. Five guys delivering one pizza. You know, it's very rare that you get five delivery guys from, you know, the pizza place to bring you your pizza. And they're all trying to look in and, you know, everybody knew it was my... So I take the pizza, I pay, I pay them, and I, I put this pizza down, and I, I said, I got a bad feeling about this. Oh, God. I eat the pizza all by myself. Nobody else eats. I wake up about 2.30, throwing up left and right. Over the last two decades, a lot of new theories have popped up about what Jordan was going through during that game. Food poisoning was just one of them. Jalen Rose was on record suggesting Mike may have been hungover. Former teammate Steve Kerr proposed that the culprit may have been altitude sickness as they were staying in Park City, which is 7,000 feet above sea level. So we were staying in Park City. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget, we, the, the, before the series started, Phil Jackson put it up to the players. You can either stay in a lousy hotel downtown because all the main hotels are, were booked, yeah. or we can go stay in this resort in Park City. Yeah. But it's 45 minutes away on the bus, and it's elevated, and you know, Michael wanted to stay downtown, but most of the guys wanted to stay 
Park City. And so we ended up staying in Park City and he got sick. And I think it was, it might have had to do with the altitude. And, but uh, I mean, the morning of that game, we went, we had a shoot around at a high school in Park City. And he was getting an IV, like he was a mess. And Sam Smith wasn't even sure Jordan was sick. Personally, I don't know that I'm completely sold on the story of Michael being the only one to order and eat an entire pizza after it was delivered by five people at 2 a.m. But in the spirit of our show and 90s nostalgia, I thought it would be interesting to take a closer look at Jordan's sick game and explore some of the medical terms and diagnoses we've heard in the conversation surrounding it. Two conditions that I've heard most commonly associated with that Jordan performance are stomach flu and food poisoning. Now, stomach flu is a bit of a misnomer. It's really not related to influenza, but more of a common term referring to viral gastroenteritis. It's an inflammation of the stomach and intestines caused most frequently by norovirus, which alone causes up to 21 million cases of gastroenteritis in the U.S. each year. The most common way to contract a virus like this is from direct contact with someone that's already infected. And the symptoms include stomach cramps, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, fever, chills, muscle aches, and headaches. In the United States, these infections usually occur between October and April. On the other hand, food poisoning, also called foodborne illness, is caused by eating food that's contaminated with bacteria, such as Staph aureus, Salmonella, or E. coli, viruses, again you see norovirus at the top of the list, or parasites. It presents with a lot of the same stuff that the stomach flu can cause, like cramping, fatigue, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, but in severe cases it can also produce blood in the stool or vomit, shock, or even loss of consciousness. Now most forms of food poisoning aren't fatal, but there are a couple bad ones like those caused by salmonella, listeria, and toxoplasma. Another foodborne illness, botulism, can cause pretty devastating effects to the nervous system and could also result in death. With botulism, you'll see symptoms like blurred vision, drooping eyelids, slurred speech, or other neuromuscular symptoms. Common foods associated with foodborne illness include contaminated or undercooked meat, raw and undercooked eggs, unpasteurized cheeses such as brie and feta, raw fish or oysters, and undercooked rice. One big point of differentiation between stomach flu and foodborne illness is the timeline of their presentation. Viral gastroenteritis can cause these symptoms 24 to 48 hours after exposure, but can stick around for up to 10 days whereas symptoms due to food poisoning can appear as early as two hours after eating a shady pizza or uh, getting exposed, but can also take days or even weeks to show. Symptoms of foodborne illness tend to resolve within a day or two, which could explain why MJ was able to pull up and drop 39 points at game six just two days later in Chicago. All right, a quick word on treatment. Dehydration is a huge complication associated with acute gastrointestinal conditions because persistent vomiting and diarrhea can cause you to lose a whole lot of water really quickly. And if you add to this the intensity of playing a professional basketball game and the additional loss of fluids from sweating, it's a wonder MJ didn't pass out. In both the stomach flu and foodborne illness, it's very important to replace all the lost fluids and electrolytes such as sodium, potassium, and calcium by making sure to drink plenty of water along with sports drinks like Gatorade, Pedialyte, or even coconut water. 
Intravenous or IV rehydration is the process by which sterile water solutions containing small amounts of salt or sugar are injected into the body through a tube attached to a needle, which is inserted into a vein. This method of hydration is more rapid than oral rehydration, and it's likely why Jordan was hooked up to an IV on game day. Another way these two conditions are different is that in the case of severe bacterial food poisoning, doctors may also prescribe an antibiotic to help fight the bacteria. On the other hand, antibiotics would not help in treating stomach flu because antibiotics work to treat bacterial infections rather than viral. There were also rumors that Jordan may have been fighting a hangover during the sick game. It's not a secret that the Bulls had flown to Vegas when on the road for a series in Utah in the past, so to me, it's not completely crazy. We know that alcohol is a diuretic, meaning that it inhibits a hormone that prevents you from peeing, causing you to pee more than usual, ultimately flushing more liquid out of your body than you can take in. So after a big night out, you're likely dehydrated and probably need to re-up with, again, an electrolyte replacement drink. If you're also throwing up, can't hold much down, and need to be ready for tip-off by 7 o'clock, anti-nausea medication and IV rehydration might be ideal. Another thing to consider is that alcohol affects our normal physiology by causing increased levels of creatinine kinase and lactate in the blood, which may cause increased muscle soreness. In fact, if you run while hungover, you're at a higher risk for fatigue, cramps, and muscle strains. So if Jordan chose to play hungover that night, he may have put himself at greater risk of suffering a serious changing injury. Last and probably least likely, I wanted to quickly touch on altitude sickness since it was mentioned. Acute mountain sickness, which is the mildest form of altitude sickness, is an illness that can affect mountain climbers, hikers, skiers, and pretty much anyone traveling to high altitudes, usually starting around 8,000 feet above sea level. Although Park City clocks in at 7,000 feet, it's not uncommon for visitors from lower altitudes to experience mild altitude sickness within the first 48 hours of their arrival. Symptoms include nausea, loss of appetite, headache, or even insomnia. Given the timeline of Jordan's story and both the profile and severity of his symptoms, I'm not convinced that the altitude of Park City affected MJ significantly more than the rest of the team. Jordan went on to play 44 minutes, dropped 38 points, grabbed seven rebounds, five assists, three steals, and had a block before hitting the game-winning shot to claim game five. 10 on the shot clock. Pippen, backing corner set. Here's Jordan from Yes. Michael Jordan from straight away. It looks like he's a, a, a boxer just hanging on along the ropes, but able to hit from three. Food poisoning, flu, hangover, it didn't really matter. And honestly, it doesn't seem like we're much closer to the truth today than we were two decades ago. But we know that no spoiled cheese or moldy crust stood a chance against the will of Il Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the game went down as one of the greatest moments of his career and the league. I'm grateful that Jason Hayer, the director of The Last Dance, put us at the front row of all the action and emotion of that era and brought us Michael's perspective as he drank some whiskey and reflected on himself, that team, and that time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. If you have thoughts you want to share about the flu game or anything else, you can hit us up directly on social media. We always appreciate you tuning in and hope you're staying well. I'm KT, and you're in the mix with Medicine Remixed. <laughs>